0: off the ball's the best number one it's the goat of sports apps talk about the greatest of all time big joe's the greatest of all time he's the goat we know it (laughs) i'm gonna say i'm the
1: Djokovic of this scenario (laughs) i
0: love it love it
1: download the otb sports app now
0: otb am the sports breakfast show from
1: off the ball we're going to turn our attention to the uh, rugby in the Irish under twenties. Uh, road, I guess, to the uh, semi-finals of that World uh, Championships down in South Africa. Alan Quinlan is joining us on the line this morning. Quinny, how are things?
0: Uh, good, thanks, lads, and yourselves. Keeping well, Quinny. Uh, thanks
1: for hopping on. Uh, it's been a, it's been a mad tournament for for more reasons than, than one, Quinny. And of course, the Irish team has had to deal with a lot of um, a lot of terribly tragic circumstances around the, the group. Greg Oliver, of course, the uh, father of the Irish uh, scrum half Jack. Uh, dying earlier this week uh, after a paragliding accident. And then you've the St. Michael's pupils as well, Max Wall and Andrew O'Donnell, uh, dying on, in separate incidents on the same holiday in Greece. Uh, and I know they would have both been uh, very friendly with m- m- different members of this uh, Irish under-20 squad. Uh, it's hard to get their head around it and, and an unbelievably brave um, performance yesterday under this, the circumstances.
0: Yeah, it was um, obviously really difficult. I think Richie Murphy said this, um you know, they, they had to make a decision that the the night before whether they were actually gonna play the game or not, which was um must have been really difficult. I think the shock and uh, the the unbelievable sadness that must have been in the group. Um they must have been rocked by that whole thing, given obviously what happened Andrew O'Donnell and Max Max um Max Wall as well, um before um, they got the news of of what happened to one of their teammates' fathers, um, you know, Jack Oliver's dad, Greg. Um, so it was a lot to take, um, particularly when you're dealing with you know, a, you know, a match, number of changes in the side, all that kind of stuff. And you probably think um, the sport isn't important here, and how how are you going to kind of get yourself right to go out and play a match? So. Um, very emotionally charged situation for them and um they handle themselves amazingly well. I think. I think if you go through the performance, of course there's there's a few mistakes and errors, but that didn't um that didn't matter. I think the fact that they were able to go out onto the field and and get a result, I think in honor, you know, Andrew O'Donnell, Max Max Wall and, and Greg Oliver, their families, um and in particular their 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 teammate. Jack Oliver, who just had lost his dad in, in tragic circumstances, um, it's hard to, to actually actually fathom how how they were able to do that and how they had the energy and kind of um, drive to go out and play a match. Look, I know they're you know it's a big game, it's a, it's a big tournament for them, um, but just to get the heads right. So I think you know the players deserve a huge credit for that, Shane themselves, and um, they're young men who you know. Are learning in life, and uh, you know they're, they're, they're. It's it's a lot to take for them, but I think Richie Murphy, who's done an amazing job with this group anyway in the last two seasons. Um, you know his guidance and the rest of his coaches and and the management of the Ireland under twenties. Um, I'm sure they did a great job in in trying to give give them support, but also giving them the option. And um, Richie Murphy kind of did give them the option whether they wanted to play or not, and. You know, they came together and uh, went out and and got a result that they needed to get to put themselves into the semi-finals. They must be exhausted physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, And I I was really proud to 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 commentate in that game and really proud to see what they were doing yesterday. Um, As I said, incredibly tough situation for those those guys. Greg Oliver, uh, such a terrible tragedy down in South Africa. A former Scotland international, so a fine player in his own right, but uh, went on to become uh,
1: very much a monster man.
0: Yeah, he was uh, he was a wrong monster when I was playing there a lot. Um, whether he was doing stuff with the the academy underage players, um, you know, involved in the A team, getting them ready for matches, um, he was ever present and and I would see him a lot around the place. Um, he was a lovely fella, uh, quiet, unassuming um, and very popular with a lot of young players coming through because he would have been involved in, in their development and their skill development. And um, yeah, it's 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 just it's it's hard to fathom what, what how this happened and why it happened and, and that it actually happens really, you know, when. You know, I think I was looking at the crowd just saying, Nathan, and and you see some, you see the parents in the crowd, and I actually felt for them because, you know, I know from my my own parents going to matches when I was younger, um, they become friends, the other parents, and and they create a bond, and they kind of, uh, my mum still has that with some of my ex teammates' parents. Um, they're getting older, you know. It's been a while since we all played together, but it's a lovely kind of part of, of being um, you know going on that journey with, you see your parents connect with the other parents and looking at the crowd just like they 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 were even their celebrations for some of the tries that Ireland scored There it was subdued because um, Greg would have been part of that group for the last um, period of time himself and his wife and I'm sure they're absolutely rocked and devastated by that as well that, you know Part, someone part of their group um, supporting the team, um, so yeah, it's 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 hard to it's hard to put it into words really. And, and you know, my thoughts and prayers are with with his family. Um, I can't bear thinking what it's been like for for Jack Oliver to to get that news. You know, last week he came off the bench against Australia and. Um, he was smiling and delighted and happy and joyful. And that's the situation. In one moment, he's involved in a game here. He's on the bench against against Fiji. And, and you get that news that something like that has happened. So um, incredibly hard and sad and difficult situation. And, um, you know, Greg was very popular with everybody. I think you even see the, you know, ex, I, I saw Craig Chalmers tweeting about it, his other Scottish internationals um Every, he was a very popular person and um, loved his rugby. Cullen McMahon, who um, worked with him a lot in Munster, um, you know, I read a statement from Cullen yesterday um, speaking about, you know, his enthusiasm for the game. Um, I actually just, he's just one of these coaches, Nathan, you see he's out there like half an hour before any session and he's getting cones ready and, and it's just, its their, it's his life, you know. And he's had various different roles with the Ireland under twenties. Gary Owen was his club. Uh, monster. He coached Cashel at one stage. Um, his enthusiasm and love for the game um, was second to none. And you know, for 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 a, a guy like that to go and support your son and kind of go on the trip of a lifetime, and and, and for that to happen is is just incredibly unfortunate and, and sad. Um, but he was a very popular fellow and. Uh, it's a really tough situation for everybody.
1: Yeah, definitely, and echo those sentiments as well, Quinny. The thoughts of everyone at uh, off the baller with the families of Max Wall and Andrew Donnell and Greg Oliver, as well. So that's a, a tragedy on an unimaginable scale for the for the team that, that are over there as well, and for those families in particular. Um, and on the pitch, and it, look, it, it feels almost um, shallow to be talking about matters on pitch after uh, such a tragic week. But um, 47 points to 27 win over Fiji Ireland now advanced to the, to the semifinals of this World Under-20 Rugby Championship as winners of their pool as well. Um, and they showed so much strength yesterday, Quinny. But to, to, to race into that lead and then I, I guess to, to stay composed when Fiji came back into the game was one of the more impressive things.
0: Yeah, one of, one of the attributes and, and, and qualities you decides Shane, is is their is their character and the resilience they've shown that throughout the Six Nations when they've been under pressure when, you know, I go right back to the first game um, against Wales when Wales kind of went ahead a few times in that game in that first half and looked like they were turning the tides and going to pull away. Um, you know, there's no panic in this group. They went up the field and, and got the, the scores when they needed to and they did that throughout the championship and again in this tournament, you know, you go back to that game against England to start when they drew um you know, they, they came back twice in the game, got a a good lead in the in the sixty fifth minute, got England took the lead and, and uh or England came back and levelled it and looked like they were gonna win it. Um so there's the one thing that they really have is great strength of character and that comes from obviously from good coaching and, and the type of person people you have in in the team. Um but they've a lot of good leaders as well who don't panic so you know yesterday obviously we've we've spoken about how difficult it would would have been given what was on their minds um but you know there was no panic again in that second half the game got a bit loose they were comfortable at half time um their line out and their kickoff receipts were were poor yesterday and that caused them problems when 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 their structure was good i think they were able to you know (laughs) deny fiji of any sort of possession and uh the game opened up a little bit, and then the two tries after high- half time, and it's back to within four points. You're thinking this is this is trouble for Ireland, um, but they kicked on again and 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 um, got the scores and the win that they they rightly deserved. Really, I think, and um, you know they could feel very good about themselves. I'm sure they were, as I said, emotionally drained. Um, there was a lot of changes in that side yesterday, which is always a risky situation for any team. But Richie Murphy had to make those changes. Given the the quick turnaround of these matches, um, so you know w- there was a few mistakes, but there was a lot of players who stepped up again and said and showed that you know they have big futures in front of themselves. And um, on it's that, really, on those players now. that that have stood up, uh, because you know you've spoken a lot there about the character of. Uh, the game yesterday, but also like those first couple of games, the conditions were so tough. Like this was a group that just had to stick together and really grind it out. But when you look at the individuals and the skill sets that they're bringing, who are the who are the guys that have stood out in the first few games? Well, uh, you know, we've highlighted Brian Leeson, and and again, um, he was the one forward that started from from uh, from the Australian game. There was seven seven different guys in there. Um, Yesterday, I think um, yeah, I think they've shown their depth in the squad. You know, um, Danny Sheehan played at Hooker, Fikna Barrett, um, they're guys who've been coming off the bench in in, in the Six Nations. Um, Evan O'Connell um, really good yesterday um, as well, and um, then you had Joe Hopes coming into the side, um, and and uh, Dan Barron, Dan Barron making his debut. I thought he played really well. So these are the guys that played yesterday. But if you if you if you kind of look at the big names who've been delivering, i like, say their big names. You know, Conor O'Tierney, uh, Ruan Quinn, Brian Gleeson, uh, James McNabney. Who unfortunately, he's going to miss the. You know, he he may be back if they get to a final. He got suspended. Um, the captain has been brilliant, Gus McCarthy. You know, he's he's been a real leader for them. Um, John Devine in the centre I said that in commentary you know he's he's been ever present in this team and, and a superb player um, so there's a lot of them there there's you know I think Andrew Osborne you Gavin these guys Henry McIrlean the fullback, superb um, they've got continuity and I think look re- the reality is they know his best team are, are the likes of those guys that I've mentioned um, a lot of the players yesterday are backing them up um but very closely backing them up which is you know a great sign of of the the, the depth that he's um uh, that Richie Murphy has developed with this side so um who knows whether it'll be good enough or not but i think you know in in a really tough group um particularly the the England and Australia games they were always going to be really tricky Australia before this tournament there was a lot of talk that um they could kind of really challenge for this for this tournament and this competition so um, they've done remarkably well again, and I think you know they play South Africa now in a semi-final, which is, um, dare I say it, it's one that you kind of think Ireland have a really good chance. Even again, it's against the hosts at home, but um, they've shown their own flaws and vulnerabilities as well. South Africa, they're a very powerful side, but hopefully Ireland can regroup now um, and, and deal... In, in whatever way they need to in the next couple of days and get ready for that game on Sunday Are those things
1: that you mentioned the, the line-outs and the, the restarts maybe not being up to scratch as they had been in previous games is that a concern going forward to the semi-final or is that just because of I guess as you say all the changes made to the team I think it was 10 changes in all made by Richie Murphy
0: Is it a concern? Well it's always a concern um, it's, Is it a catastrophe? No <laughs> Um, of course, it's a concern. And these are things that look at the very top level of the game. It can happen in certain matches where there's a breakdown of communication. The opposition are putting pressure on your line out. Um, things just start to go wrong and it snowball has a snowball effect. I think it's crucial. If Ireland want to get to a final and try and challenge and try and win this, um, it's an area they have to get better at. Um, there's, there's It's probably a, a mixture of timing issues um and it wasn't just in yesterday's game there was there was there was a couple of lineouts in in the Australian and England game that um that they lost as well um i think the changes probably yesterday there was more lineouts that they lost and there was more breakdowns in that communication and that that whole package um that was probably down to the change as well new players coming in um not doing it on a regular basis against quality opposition who are thrown Players up in the lineup. you know what I mean? You can do it in training all day long. Um, the, the kickoff receipts—it's it, a coach's nightmare, really. If you score um, a try or a penalty, and you're receiving a kickoff, and you knock it on, or you don't gather it, and the opposition get the ball and they get a score, um, it's the most frustrating part of the game for me, and most coaches would probably say the same. Um, you want to win that kickoff, set something up, and get into the opposite opposition's half again. That can be draining as a player when teams do that really well and good teams do that. So um, they can fix it. Of course they can. They've got to work on this, um, get their timing right, Um, sometimes simplify things. I think they're a very brave side and they've got a lot of courage. So, you know, they throw a lot of ball to the tail of the line, whereas on occasions um, it's maybe just about winning it at the front sometimes and being pragmatic and you know, I spoke after the England game. Maybe a little bit of game management around a kicking game, particularly now if you're you're in you're you're in a semi-final. Um, territory is vital. Doing the simple things really well. It sounds boring because I think they can play, and we've seen that. Um, but they are the things that they need to be better at going forward. And you know, I think if they can get into a final, France are obviously everybody's favourites, and three bonus point wins they've demolished all three three oppositions that they've played against um they look incredibly powerful. Um but if Ireland were to get there and um, you know, it'd be a wonderful achievement and they could have a real crack at it. But obviously it's gotta, gotta play a good South African side first. Um but I think, you know, being in a semi final is 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 a really good return so far. But they'll want more.
1: Before we let you go, Quinny, we should ask you about this uh, new biennial tournament for the Six Nations and, and Sanzar <coughs> teams. So big changes to the to the rugby calendar on the horizon. Uh, so this is going to come in from 2026, we're told, um, and Six Nations working with Sanzar, this organisation, which includes South Africa, New Zealand, Australia and Argentina. Uh, this is going to take place in the existing July and November international windows. Uh, it will feature all the Six Nations and Sanzar teams and then two further spaces reserved for invitational unions, which will join the Southern Hemisphere group. Apparently players were involved in this uh, process as well in terms of coming up with, with this um, new addition to the calendar. What are your your thoughts after hearing about it this week?
0: Yeah, it's not completely ratified yet. Obviously, it goes to the World Rugby Council meeting in October, I think, and it, it will be ratified. I think it will be. Um, I think there's mixed views, obviously. I think particularly if you look online... Um, there's a lot of concern around tier two nations um, that, you know, they won't get to play the top nations for potentially four years. I, I've seen regular comments saying that, you know, Georgia who they're under twenties did really well. Uh, they beat Argentina they just missed out in points difference of, of getting into the semifinals. You know, they mightn't play a tier one nation for four years because this is every two years now in between Lions tours and world cups. Um, on the face of it, yes, it it will really kind of um, intensify the competition regarding the July test windows, uh, the summer test windows, and November test windows. That they're now going to be um, not what the, the rugby haters sometimes describe as friendlies anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're going to be competitive now, and there's going to be points on the board to qualify for, you know, in, the, in this nation's league. Um, I do. I, I do think the the, the 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 promotion relegation thing, which doesn't come into place for the first two tournaments, if I'm right in saying that. So, from 2026 to 20, 2030, it's ring fenced. Um, I would have brought the promotion relegation into it straight away, mm. um, and give those tier two nations um, an opportunity to, you know, to, to challenge and improve. So, I think. Look, the the rugby would be better. Um, it will be more competitive in a sense that there's really something on the line now. You know, I played in te- the test matches many times, and they never felt like friendlies to me. Uh, but I think it is an opportunity to grow the game. But they must, world rugby must not forget about the tier two nations because um, it's it's to, to make the improve the game, which uh, and to improve its appeal globally. I think is part of the reason they're doing this. But there is a concern that the Tier 2 nations now could fall back a little bit. There'll obviously be money, TV rights from this. Um, it's been driven by Six Nations and Sanzar. Um, they've got to really be mindful of what happens at Tier 2 nations here. And again, hopefully when we see it in action and see it in place, it will be beneficial to everyone and improve the game.
1: Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. I think the Jeopardy straight away would be probably making more sense. But um, listen, we'll keep an eye on it anyway. Quinny, great stuff as always. Thanks for hopping on this morning.
0: Cheers, lads. Thanks. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball.